Caring for an animal holistically requires an understanding of its true natural needs. Holistic animal care is not just about addressing issues that are going on inside of an animal, but also about identifying outside influences that may be affecting his health. And it requires an understanding that every animal is an individual, with a unique set of personal needs and nuances that are unlike those of any other. So where does the path to holistic wellness begin? How do we determine the correct course of natural care for our beloved companion? How do we learn to look beyond the symptoms of disease to find the cause and reach a curative solution for what ails our pets? Where do we start? Hi, I'm Greg Tilford and welcome to Your Vital Pet. Today we will be discussing the topic of holistic medical decision-making with world-renowned holistic veterinarian Christina Chambro. Christina Chambro is an internationally known homeopathic veterinarian and author of the Healthy Animal Journal series, Fleas Be Gone, Homeopathic Tutorial, and many articles. She has spoken and taught thousands of pet parents and veterinarians over the last 40 years. After 35 years of being the phone consulting homeopathic veterinarian, she now does pet health coaching by phone and internet to help you decide what would be the best approach to heal your companion and prevent future problems. She is currently one of the faculty for the Holistic Actions for Companion Animals Academy. Weekly internet talks allow members to get to hear about holistic healing approaches from many experts and ask any questions about the health of their animals of the faculty. They can also post questions on the 24-7 web forum and attend live and live stream classes for free. Her mission is to empower people to heal themselves and their animals in ways that also heal the planet. Dr. Chambro, we have been friends for, oh my gosh, I mean, I think I met you at the AHVMA's annual conference in Burlington, Vermont, mm. I think in like 1995. I mean, a different millennium. And you know, you've, you've been there as a pioneer of what you do since I've known you, one of the most outstanding and certainly best known homeopathic veterinarians I've ever met and you're always thinking outside the box and figuring out new ways to make it easier more effective safer for people to take care of their animals holistically Christina it's great to have you on your vital pet what are you up to right now what what's going on I mean every time I talk to you you're 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 busy you're busy you're always doing something what's what's going on in your life well, thank you, Greg. And I just, I know everybody listening has been enjoying all these podcasts that uh, Greg has been able to put into place because he knows so many people and, and has reached out and been a presence in the holistic field. Um, I fell in love with um, Greg's first book uh, because he's a photographer and the photographs were awesome. And most importantly, um, Greg talked in that book about what I think is really very important, which is looking at the whole animal in the context of our whole planet. So Greg and I are really on the same wavelength in that I'm always looking for how can we empower you to heal yourself and heal your animals in ways that heal the planet. Now, I did not learn that when I was in veterinary school. <laughs> it's just, it, you know, we were taught to stop symptoms. Uh, things we learned early on in veterinary school 
um, we sort of forgot later on when we were told to give vaccines every year, every year or every three years, for instance. So always be gentle with your veterinarian, your conventional veterinarian, because your conventional veterinarian just hadn't learned how to see animals and people as a whole. So given that you're on this podcast, I bet you're already on this path. So what's new for me is that I've joined with an incredible homeopathic veterinarian, Dr. Jeff Feynman. And um, he's created some wonderful ways to help you stay with the holistic path with um, a lot of hand-holding ways that we can talk about later, but really with a new way of thinking about how do I make a decision as to what to do next for the health of my pets? And it's called HMDM for Holistic Medical Decision Making. Now, it's not just about when your animal's ill. It's also for deciding if the lifestyle choices you're making are the best for your individual pet. One of the keys that underlines HMDM and holistic health in general is that every animal is an individual. Just like every herb that Greg teaches you about is, has many facets to it and, respond, and will help different animals in different ways. So HMDM is a way that you can develop the skill to know how your pet is doing. And there's three easy steps to it. Step one is to set a goal. Now, if you have a breed of dog that tends to bloat, and you notice that your dog has been sort of burping, now doesn't feel quite as good, maybe the stomach is distended a bit, and you're going, oh, this may be a bloat. This is an emergency. And you're going to go right to the clinic, to a veterinary clinic, probably an emergency veterinary clinic. Your goal at that point is to save the life and to do whatever is needed at that point. However, you can still have the goal of taking a moment when it's possible to think about building health in general through the treatment. But your current goal may be just, what do I need to do right now to take care of my pet's emergency? Or your goal may be, your pets are pretty healthy and you'd like them to live a long life. So for each pet, you want to set the goal of discovering what is needed with this pet, this dog, this cat, this horse, to have them live the longest, healthiest life possible? Or you may have an animal that has minor problems, chronic recurring ear itching, maybe a goopy, smelly ear, um, itching skin, diarrhea, constipation, smelly breath, um, eating dog stool, uh, eating plastic various different problems. And your goal there could be, I want to make my pet feel more comfortable. I want to do it in a way that builds the overall health so that they can live a long life and a healthy life. 
So that approach of setting the goal will really help you in the next two steps. You know, basically so, what you're talking about is, you know, we've, we've had this discussion, of course, many times, is looking at the big picture. You know, I mean, it's hard for us, especially in the United States, having so much at our fingertips, so much wealth, so much opportunity. It's so easy for us to just pick up a quick fix and we're so tuned in to just looking at the symptoms of what is ailing our pets and ailing ourselves and then forgetting about the bigger picture in the process. And, you know, what we're talking about here is, yes, bring comfort, but think about the, the big picture. What do we need to do in order to not only bring comfort, but to provide a higher quality of life to optimize the quality of life for that animal in the long run? So, and, and you're right. I mean, every, every individual is different with different needs. And so I love this, Christina, because it, it, it not only works, but it gives pet owners the opportunity to really look into the deeper aspects of their relationship with their animal, to find the issues that really not just affect the animal, but also us. We're all linked, like you said earlier. Everything in this, in this beautiful planet, everything around us, is interconnected and holistic medicine has to take in the bigger picture, not just the symptoms. So I, I and, love this. Yeah, this and is it is integrative medicine as well, because there are absolutely conventional medicine can do miracles. When you have a dog that's bloated or you have a horse that's uh, got uh, colic and the stomach is twisted, surgery is life-saving. And while sometimes holistic medicine can, can fix it, um, it's good to know that the emergency fix is right there. But then you move on to look at the whole, including our beautiful planet. Right. So that's great. So that's one. Now, step two is the biggest step. But it depends on what your circumstances are, how much of it you'll do. Step two is to do research. Part of your research is coming and listening to all of these podcasts. Um, and you'll have so many ideas for how to improve health in general that you may get very um, overwhelmed. Well, should I be giving all the supplements that that person talked about and the second podcast talked about five other things to give? And what about the 10 other things? Man, each of them sound wonderful. Should I be doing a, a, a laser with my dog every day? Should I be, you know, it can be overwhelming. But the first, so as you move into this research step, take a breath and remember it is just research. You're not making any decisions yet. And there are two parts to the research. One, which I've already spoken about, is learning from conventional books, from podcasts, from at the Holistic Actions Academy that Dr. Jeff and I run every week, we have a different speaker and we have an ongoing forum online where people ask questions uh, from the internet, from your local veterinarian, from your trainer, from a holistic veterinarian. So there are multiple sources and you have to be a little critical of the quality of the information you're getting. So that's one source of research is information from outside. The most important research is actually the symptoms that your own animal is showing. It's your animal's symptoms that are your clue as to how you are doing. And as to the, for that animal, have you made the right choices? 
So now let's step back a, a minute because this is a very important part of holistic health. In conventional medicine and in life in general, uh, TV and print ads, they have us looking at the cause of illness is something outside of us. So, oh, your dog has a yeast infection in the ear. Your dog has a bacterial diarrhea with giardia or salmonella or your, your um, dog's paralysis was caused by a tick biting it. Well, there's some, so those external circumstances usually are not the cause of the symptoms. How do we know this? Think about 25 dogs at a dog show and one dog comes in with kennel cough. Is every, are all of the 25 dogs going to get kennel cough? Nope. Are some of them going to get uh, just a mild cough or two that goes away in a day or two? Yep. Are some of them going to actually get diarrhea because of being exposed to a respiratory disease? Yep. And why is this? The reason is that symptoms are not caused by the trigger, the outside cause. Symptoms are caused by an imbalance in the energy field of the body. In homeopathy, we call it vital force. Chinese medicine, it's qi. Ayurvedic medicine, it's prana. The, the energy field of your body, when pushed out of balance, causes symptoms to try to get itself back in balance. So often, by looking at all of the symptoms that your animal is expressing, and, and this is not something that you're gonna be comfortable with immediately, but over time, as you practice this over and over again, by looking at all of the symptoms, you'll be able to decide how important this new current symptom is. So, for, and also looking at the circumstances surrounding what may have triggered that symptom. So for instance, you have a dog who got up this morning and woke you out of bed and you rushed outside because he needed to go out or he had diarrhea in the house and he's walking across the yard straining. So let's imagine several different dogs with this happening. Person one says, oh, my dog has really bad diarrhea. I'm going right to the vet. My goal is stop the diarrhea as quickly as I can. Goes to the vet, gets drugs, the diarrhea stops. Person number two says, okay, there's diarrhea. That's one symptom. My goal is maximizing health um, and soothing any symptoms. What could have caused this diarrhea? And what other symptoms are going on? So one dog where person asked that question may be bright and alert and happy and active and comes in after the diarrhea and says, where's my food? And the person stops and thinks, well, you know, yesterday I had a bunch of kids over for a birthday party and my dog ate an awful lot of cupcakes and probably some other things that the kids threw on the ground that might not even have been real food, like plastics, 
piece of plastic or piece of paper. And he's feeling good overall. There are no other symptoms. Let me wait and see what's what's going on. Maybe I can do something gentle. So I'll go to the, I'll do more research and see if I can find a gentle, holistic, soothing for the diarrhea. So you find making rice water. So you make rice water and give it to the dog. Or you um, find on your shelf um, some marshmallow root or some slippery elm and you give that. And what usually would happen in that case is the dog continues to feel good and the diarrhea goes away within a day or two. The next person may notice that the dog isn't feeling that good. And we have a, Dr. Jeff created an acronym for this that's really shines the light on total health. It's called BEAM, B-E-A-M, a beam of light. B is for behavior, E is for energy, a is for appetite, and M is for mood. So where the beam on the first dog was really good, the beam on this dog isn't so good. So there was the straining and the diarrhea, and the dog just seems a little under the weather today. And, but comes in and does eat, and so this person has the choice to make of going directly to the veterinarian, or trying some treatments at home if they feel the beam is not too bad. So one dog with poor beam might just not, you know, doesn't want to even get up. The other dog with beam just is not as perky. And so the one not getting up, maybe you need to go to the vet and have a little look-see. The one who's, not, who's just not as perky as usual and seems to be maybe a little afraid or a little barky, so the behavior is a little different. Um, with that one, you could do some symptomatic treatment with holistic approaches and keep reevaluating to see what happens. Mm. So the keys to step two is two parts. One is valuing symptoms as an attempt of the body to heal itself. And rather than having the goal of stopping symptoms, your goal is building the health while you soothe the symptoms so the body naturally heals itself. And number two of research is what are some of the ways we can do that? Now, if it was the bloat case and you were headed to the veterinary clinic, because you had a dog that tended to a breed that bloated, you might have a few homeopathic remedies or herbs on hand for an emergency. As someone's driving you to the veterinary clinic, you give these. You get to the veterinary clinic and the veterinarian does the evaluation and says, we need to do these five tests. Well, even there, you could do a little research and say, well, why do we need to do all of those? Can we start with one and see what happens? So part of HMDM is to have you be grounded in being your pet's advocate and also being the advocate for your, for your pocketbook, for your money. So not to do everything everybody tells you, but to stop and think, what is it that needs to be done now? And do that research. So that's step two. That's the research. That's great. I mean, stepping outside the box and figuring out things it's really about taking control of your health and your animal's health through insight. You know, it, 
you're right about symptoms. I've always said that in my lectures and my writings is they're just outward signs of what the body is trying to do for itself. And changing to that way of thinking is critical, whether you're practicing or using homeopathy, herbs, Ayurvedic medicine, whatever, the, the, the goal is the same. We're trying to bring the body back into homeostasis so it can heal itself. And we have to think differently to get there. We have to look at symptoms differently in order to, to, to get to that, that level of healing. Absolutely. We have to love symptoms and see them as the language of the body. So my thought is, is that obviously we're kind of segueing, we're, we're, we're segueing to journaling. because Almost. You know, Almost, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll wait for you. Okay, go on. Okay. What's, what's number three? So number three is several parts. It's basically taking action. But first, before you take action, you want to pause. You want to take a breath. You want to meditate on all the research you've done. So you want to look at the beam, how your animal's doing in general, what you've done before, and how the animals responded. And then Put together an action plan. First, I'm going to try this. Then I'm going to try this. If that doesn't work, I'm going to the vet. I'm going to the vet, but I'm not going to do everything they say. I'm going to decide which things I want to do. So I'm going to put together this, and then I'm going to do more research. So you put together your action plan, and then you take action. And a key part of this third step is you're going to be evaluating if the actions you took are building health in general and helping the body eliminate this current symptom or not. You know, our bodies are very limited. They only respond in a certain number of ways. One way that they respond uh, to any treatment, to different lifestyles, to different foods, is what we call a cure. And that is the current symptom gently, slowly goes away. They feel better overall. Their beam is great. Symptoms don't keep returning over the next months, years, weeks, months, or years. And although they may get sick again at some point, they'll recover fairly quickly. The second is palliation. And that is the symptoms go away. They feel a little bit better, but you don't see this long time, I'm great. I really feel good. And that's a temporary elimination of symptoms. Even worse is suppression. The symptoms go away quickly, but the animal feels worse overall. And palliation and suppression are most common with drug use because they're antis, antibiotic, anti-diarrhea, anti-vomiting. But that can also happen with holistic approaches. So therefore, now we're looking at you need to make a list of the current symptoms. That was part of your research, including the beam and the overall symptoms. But it's also good to have a list of past symptoms so that when you're doing this evaluation, you're then able to go back and look at all of those symptoms and see which ones are getting better, which ones are getting worse. And if the symptom sometimes skin symptoms get bad. Maybe there was um, bloat or diarrhea or um, pancreatitis, and they're starting to feel a little better, and then all of a sudden they get a hot spot. Rather than seeing the hot spot as a bad thing, you'd say, good, we're feeling better in general, a little bit, and now 
the energy field, the body is healthy enough to start pushing its illness to the outside. Hot spots don't kill animals. Pancreatitis might. So therefore, as you learn more about how the body heals, then you're able as the body heals itself, it goes through different steps. And as you learn more about holistic healing, you'll be able to better evaluate how your animal is doing, and therefore you'll be better able to do this at home. Now, to do this, it makes sense to keep a journal. So when people begged me, write a, write a book, Dr. Chambro, write a book. And I went, there's so many good books out there already about feeding a holistic diet, not vaccinating and using herbs and um, using Tellington Touch and um, acupressure and all these wonderful healing methods. I, I really can't add to that. But then I realized what's missing is you're being able to track these symptoms, the language of the body. So the Healthy Animals Journal is for dogs or cats, and it's in print. And it is a way that you can track, write down the symptoms on a bookmark that they've ever had in the past and start a treatment and record the treatments in the book and then record the changes that happen after the treatments. And you don't do the changes in just the diarrhea or the ear problem or the stomatitis in the cat. You look at all of the symptoms. And I've also done an ebook on my website for cats and dogs separate. So the Healthy Cat Journal and the Healthy Dog Journal. Soon to come is the Healthy Horse Journal, who Joyce Har Dr. Joyce Harmon helped me write. But it's not up yet. Um, so keeping a journal in whatever way you do it. You could do it on the computer, you could do it on a calendar, but there's usually not enough room there to really record everything. You can create your own journal, um, but in some way, it's important to continue on an ongoing basis tracking symptoms, because then you'll know when you read about well, and it makes sense to you that the best food for dogs and cats is a fresh raw meat or lightly cooked diet with pureed vegetables. Um, and you decide to try that. Is it helping or not? You look at all the little symptoms right. and you find out, oh, yeah, now there's no eye discharge. The hair coat is glowing. One person I just was speaking with uh, put all of her dogs on Answers fermented goat's milk and some kefir. And her three 14-month-old puppies are changing. They've got better energy. And one of them immediately stopped eating poop. The second one, after a week, stopped eating its own poop, which they'd done since they were babies. And the third one is now eating its poop as soon as it hits the ground. So that dog may need something in addition may need a different type of treatment. So that's why keeping a journal is important and following this HMDM, using the journal and seeing symptoms as clues to the underlying imbalance will help you keep your animals on a long-term path. Of this is really the basis of effective holistic medicine. I mean, whether you're, you're learning about taking care of your animals yourself or you're working in 
communication and close proximity, so to speak, with a holistic veterinarian, this information is invaluable. You've got to, the more you have, the more you know about the individual that you're taking care of, the easier it will be to find a curative solution to his or her problems. And it will be much more effective um, with your holistic veterinarian. Communication is everything. And it's obvious that you're a homeopath. I'm listening to this with a little smile on my face because... (laughs) You know, homeopaths are meticulous about details. The, the, the science and the, the healing, homeopathic medicine requires this. You need to convey all the little quirks, all the little nuances. You know, my, my dog limps only when it's raining. He's itchy in March, but he's not itchy in April. You know, all of these things put together a picture of that individual. It's just, it's critical. It's vital to pursuing a holistic path. And it's even important, I'm sure, with herbs, Greg, right? Don't you have some herbs that work better if an animal is chilly or an animal seeks, you know, likes to be hot? One of the misconceptions about Western herbal medicine is that we take herbs to to stimulate or create an effect in the body. And we think that the herb is acting upon the body when the reality is, is the body is also acting upon the energetics and the chemistry of the herb. And so the individual is it's, it's all about the individual. We, if we think in terms of I'm treating a dog just like any other dog, then we're missing the point. We're just going back into the allopathic conventional way of thinking that we can, for instance, with nutrition, we can fit everything into one box and feed 30 million dogs. It doesn't work. So this journal idea is really a good one. And I encourage all of you to get Christina's book, her journals, and um, tell us about your websites and your services so people know how to get, get a hold of you, Christina. Great. For, um, for 30 years, 35 years, I, did, I was the homeopathic veterinarian consulting by telephone often. And um, five years ago, I switched to doing pet health coaching because there's so many other good veterinary homeopaths who can work by phone. So what I can do for you is to help you figure out what's next for your animals. Um, Or maybe you're doing different treatments and you're not sure whether it's the right path or not, or what you can do at home, a holistic prognosis. And also I match you up with the kind of a holistic vet or veterinarians that you and I on the call think is best. So I can empower you to move to the next level of health. Number two, and so to do that, you can go to my website, which is myhealthyanimals.com. Do it on a computer. It doesn't seem to work on all mobile devices right now. Uh, still working on that. Uh, and um, Or you can call me at 410-771-4963. And set up a phone appointment. The second thing that I really, and also on my website, when you click on resources, you can order the Healthy Cat Journal, Healthy Dog Journal. And I also wrote a book, Fleas Be Gone, that's a Kindle book. So you can get that um, through Amazon. And um, the Healthy Animals Journal in print, you can get directly from me, or you can get it on Amazon as well. And then you can hit resources and I've got all sorts of articles on my website about herbs and homeopathy and acupuncture, etc. And secondly, you can come to the website for the Holistic Actions Community, the Holistic Actions Academy. Uh, 
So that is www.holisticactions.com. And you can, for free, you can read everything that's on the website, do a lot of research. If you decide you'd like to be a member and be, be able to interact live every week, as well as all every day, 24-7 on the website, um, then if you put in the code, the digit two, balance, all in capitals, and the digits 20, so two, balance, 20, you can do one week for $1 and wow. see if it's something you're interested in. And if you are, then you can become a member. And Animal Rescues can, um, after that week for a dollar, uh, your membership fee would be half price. So I really, and there's so much to learn. Again, use the HMDM to not get overwhelmed. That's the hardest thing. And I guess there's one more piece here that um, is so important. As you begin to learn about different ways that build health in animals and people and help our planet as well, you may feel guilty. Oh, why did I do that vaccine? I know she got sick right after the vaccine vaccine and got heart problems. Um, of course I should be feeding a fresh food diet. How could I think that dry food would be good for a cat who was raised in the, originated in the desert? These feeling guilty doesn't help your pets, doesn't help you, and doesn't help the world. It actually is a negative. You always are doing the very best that you can. And some days that's not as good as others in retrospect but we're all still learning. I told people to do things when I first started in the early 1980s that nowadays I wouldn't tell people to do. I would actually say, oh, don't do that. But I told them to do it. We used to tell people to feed for 20% uh, grains in the diet, and we don't usually recommend that now. So just as a off the cuff. So that's why it's important to never feel guilt about anything that ever happens. Remember that health is a journey, not a place you get to. It's a path. And it goes one direction and then another and then another. And as Robert Frost said, you don't want to agonize over the path not taken. Just be joyous about the path that you do take. Right on. Dr. Chambro, thank you so much for coming on to your vital pet. This is wonderful. I, you know, it's good to it's good to hear your voice. I look forward to the next time we rub elbows, wherever that might be, and I look forward to having you back on your vital pet if you'll come back. I will come back. You can have me as often as you want me. I have multiple things I can talk about. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again, Dr. Christina. I, I always like calling you by your first name, and and um, everybody check out that journal. It's really important that you keep that journal. And, and again, thank you. You take care of yourself and have a good day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to tune in often to your vital pet on your favorite podcast channel, where I will continue to bring you the voices of leading pet experts and cutting-edge information about natural approaches of care and consideration for that vitally important critter in your life. Listen on the way to work while you're cleaning house, cooking dinner, whenever. Your companion will be glad you did. This is Greg Tilford. Talk to you again soon.